Welcome into the Husker 24-7 podcast. We got a quick edition today. I'm Mike Schaefer, joined by Brian Christopherson. No Michael Brunts today, but we wanted to have a quick conversation about Nebraska's uh, latest edition with Sean Hardy at wide receiver, and then some great news that they picked up with Omar Manning. Brian, do you want to start with Sean Hardy, or do you want to jump right into the Omar Manning talk? We can uh, we can go with our, our guy Sean Hardy out of Georgia, uh, good size receiver himself, and uh, I didn't. You might have saw it coming. I didn't necessarily see that one coming down the road. Um, I didn't know that was going to happen. So you know, I thought it was a good pull when I looked at his offer list and watched his film. Uh, um, another another big target. I know there was some disappointment when Jalen Noel Noel picked uh, Iowa State on Sunday. Uh, but when you count the Hardy commitment and then you add in the recent good news of the last few weeks of Xavier Betts and Omar Manning uh, getting academically qualified and being on their way here in the next you know, few days, uh, I would say Nebraska's wide receiver room is on the uptick. I, f- I feel a lot better about it right now than I did a month ago at this time. Yeah, I, I completely agree with you. And, and no, I didn't know that Sean Hardy was going to happen until – I heard from Steve Wilfong probably about 40 minutes before it did happen. And so uh, that's – he's kind of the quintessential Nebraska recruit in that way. Pretty quiet kid. Uh, I'd only talked to him a couple times. Really not interested in, in doing a whole lot of interviews or, or discussing anything. I talked to his coach, Bob Spire, yesterday. And there will be a story up on, on Husker 24-7 at some point uh, from, from his own comments about his player. And, and Sean is a really good athlete. He's a guy that can play – uh, defensive back, he played wide receiver. He's a backup punter. He's the best soccer player in the the program over there in Camden County, and they play really good football down there in Southern Georgia. And I, I think that you know people we get so locked into what Atlanta is for Nebraska and and recruiting Georgia that way that you kind of forget there's a lot of talent in that state that's outside of outside of the area and and so outside of the Atlanta area and down there near Jacksonville in the Georgian part uh they they play really good football uh coach fire basically said that Sean Hardy's lining up against power five defensive back uh every time he goes out and so he has to be able to play well he's gone up against good competition uh feels he's great at tracking the deep ball he's someone that can go go up and get it but can also run down the ball as a as a nice instinct for putting himself in position on a, on a pass, doesn't get overthrown a lot. Uh, so a different type of receiver than what we've seen, you know, Nebraska go out and get. And you mentioned Jalen Noel. That was a guy Nebraska really wanted. Uh, certainly would have taken in addition to Sean Hardy. Very different type of wide receiver. Uh, but Nebraska going one for two this last weekend and then the Omar Manning news and, and coming off of the Xavier Betts news the week before. Just a, a strong – uh, last couple of weeks for Nebraska's wide receivers uh, and what that room is going to look like. And we probably haven't talked a lot about this, but, you know, if, if anybody is excited right now, it's got to be Matt Lubick because what he inherited when he got here versus what it's going to look like in a couple of weeks, entirely different room, entirely different situation for that coach. Yeah, and I saw, I saw today, you know, Marcus Fleming – uh, is tweeting, you know, I'm on my way to Nebraska. And we don't know, of course, what the practice structure is going to look like. There's this talk that maybe there's going to be a six-week lead-in period to the season. 
that's at least being proposed on the table where maybe you could get a couple weeks of basically NFL OTA style training before fall camp. But whatever happens there, it's a monster deal that the wide receivers, these young guys, Betts, Manning, Fleming, hopefully Will Nixon, I assume, uh, that they can get out there and, and maybe do some drills off to the side with the quarterbacks and, uh, you know, some of that seven-on-seven seven work that's not official practice type stuff, but you can still go throw the ball to, you know, the new receivers and, and kind of get a rhythm there. That's a, that's a huge deal. So uh, I know in the case of Xavier Betts, Michael Huffman, you know, back in December was saying it's going to be such a critical thing for him to get on campus as early as possible because he's a guy who really feeds off the structure of, you know, getting to know his quarterback and being in that system around the other guys and all that. And so if you can get Betts and Manning and they're kind of competing with each other and they're going up against some of these veteran DBs like DiCaprio Boodle, um, you know, I think that's, uh, that's a pretty big deal in June as we kind of wait to see what the official structure looks like in July. I want to kind of stick with Omar Manning here for a little bit. I don't want to – I don't want to hype things too much, but I do think that this is one of the biggest additions that I can recall Nebraska getting for a guy that I expect to play right away and to help right away. Like this, you know, at the time, Randy Gregory was a big deal and he was coming off of a leg injury and you didn't know quite how good he was going to be. And he turned out to be even better than what people could have hoped. Levante David was not someone people would have thought of in the same realm. Um, because he was a, a linebacker that ended up playing because of an injury, not because it was immediately thought he was going to come in and, and be Levante David that he turned out to be. Who's a junior college guy or, or transfer addition that you can think of, Brian, um, that that really came in and, and helped out immediately? In yeah, I don't, I don't think uh... – sorry if I was talking over. No, 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 go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. No, yeah, I, I, I think you're right in saying that when you think of transfers, um, I don't know that the expectations have ever been higher for a guy. And we, we can call that hype or whatever we want, but I just think it's the truth. I think that's how people feel about it. Because, one, it's at a position where it's desperately needed after what we saw last year where basically it was Wandale, J.D., and then who the heck, you know, who you didn't know could – make a play out there besides those two guys and I think J.D. Spielman's future with Nebraska is very hazy there's been no clarification or update there that suggests that's changed a lot and so um, basically you're asking all your newcomer guys at wide receiver the door's wide open we need like half of you to rise up and be guys who can go out and make plays by week one or at least be part of the rotation and Omar Manning being the most veteran of those guys, and Scott Frost having even said, I don't think I've ever coached a receiver who looks quite like him. Yeah, that's a that's the high bar that he has to jump over. Uh, but, you know, the thing I like about him is he's been through some difficult things. He, he took that juker route where your situation kind of sucks and your, your dream seems so far away. And I think I said this on the podcast with Bruns one of the weeks prior – it reminds me a little bit of Diedrich Mills where you kind of are behind the scenes, you're down in the dumps and you got to fight your way out of it. And Diedrich Mills came here last year and you, you could see he had that mentality where I love football. I'm going to make it happen. 
And from everything we've heard about Omar Manning, he's got a little bit of that same, that same uh, fabric to him. And so uh, I'm eager to see what it looks like. And I, I agree with you. I expect him to produce right away. I don't know what level, but I think he's got to be part of the rotation from the bat. If, if we were sitting here and we were just throwing numbers against the wall and I offered you 650 yards and seven touchdowns in Omar Manning's first season, that seem in line with what you would expect, that seem high, seem low? I think that's fair. Now, I think there's some people who will say that, oh, I want to go higher than that. But I think that's a fair starting point as far as a, a goal. And if a guy – if a guy puts up that many yards in his first year of FBS football, uh, that's a darn good season. Now, if Spielman's not back, you're going to need multiple guys to sort of patch together that 900 yards of receiving that Spielman was basically accounting for the last three years. That's basically mm -hmm. what it's been, where you could, count, you could count on Spielman for 850 to 900 almost. And so if Manning can get you close to that and then you get an Alante Brown and, uh, you know, um, Marcus Fleming or anybody kind of who steps up and gives you a little bit off to the side too, um, that's a good deal. I, what I'm interested in is how this competition, how the newcomers all feed off each other and how, like if Alante Brown, you know, gets out there and he sees Omar Manning and those guys, they want to be the guy. And that's a good thing. I mean, I, I, th I think this can be a really exciting thing for Matt Lubick that he's got all these eager new guys to mold right from the get-go who are going to see this other person and say, man, that guy's he's a good player. i got to step up my game if I want to be with him. And, and that's what you need. Hey, while we're sticking on wide receivers, uh, a couple other guys, um, Demarion Houston, Jamie Nance, how important do you think this summer – I already thought it was going to be a big spring, but how important is this summer going to be that they don't lose their spot completely in the shuffle with these new wide receivers? Yeah, I felt, I felt those guys got a rough uh, situation this spring. If I were to count, like, a few guys that it's like, okay, the – the disruption of everything was a really bad deal for. I think I would start with Jamie Nance and Houston because they actually had the opportunity to go out there while none of these other guys were here except for Alante Brown and kind of put their name out there for Matt Lubick and say, okay, this is what I can do. I'm, a, I'm, at, a, I'm at this point and the other guys who are coming in are going to have to catch up to me. And now that playing field has really been leveled uh, where Houston and Nance aren't in a much different boat, to be honest, than uh, any of these newcomers. I mean, obviously they had last year, but now they have a new position coach, and they only got two practices with them. And so there's no real advantage there. Uh, we know about their speed. I think in both cases they're guys who you think maybe they need to bulk up a little bit more. Um, but to me they're really unknowns just as much as any of the true freshmen or or any of those guys. And so uh, that's where I'm, I'm at with them. I don't, I don't know what to think of them. I have an open mind about them, but it's sort of like uh, basically they're on page one of chapter one, I feel like, maybe page two of chapter one at the most. All right. Well, like I said, quick podcast today. We'll be back with another one later this week. Uh, Mike Schaefer, Brian Christopherson, Husker 24-7. Be sure to check out the website. We'll catch you again soon. Thank you.
Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.